Good morning, team, and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday, the 11th of June. My name is Sam Kozlowski, and helping me make sense of today's news is Zara Seidler. Making news today, COVID-19 updates, a UN complaint, some good news about a university building, and sticking on the theme of unis, a chat about international students. Here's today's Daily Digest. Victoria reported four new locally acquired COVID-19 cases yesterday, with authorities continuing to investigate the source of the infection. The four cases were from the same household, but despite those cases, lockdown restrictions eased overnight with one change. Masks must be worn outdoors in all circumstances. I hope all our Melbourne listeners are listening to this podcast outside. Over in Queensland, there was one new locally acquired case recorded. So this was arguably the biggest news story of the week. Despite raising the possibility on Tuesday, Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews yesterday all but ruled out resettling the family from Biloela in New Zealand or the US, saying, and I quote, in relation to resettlement options, the arrangements that we have in place with the US and New Zealand are in respect to refugees. This family does not have refugee status. This comes after one of the two children from the family was medivaced to Perth with a suspected blood infection. Arguably Australia's most high-profile human rights lawyer, Jeffrey Robertson, will lodge a complaint to the United Nations at the UN Human Rights Committee in Geneva on behalf of the family of Aboriginal man David Dungay, who died in prison custody in 2015. Robertson is arguing that Australia failed to protect Dungay's right to life and denied his family justice over his death. Dungay's mother, Latona, said, quote, All I want is justice. I want real justice where the life of an Aboriginal man is worth something. Bit left of centre, we've got some architectural good news today. A new campus from the University of Tasmania has a green roof with 10,000 native plants growing and is hoping to become a space for native wildlife. Additionally, the green roof and vertical gardens are expected to provide architectural advantages, including cooler interiors, improved stormwater management, noise reduction, aesthetic appeal, and biodiversity. I've always been a sucker for improved stormwater management. It's uh, the hallmark of a great university, in my opinion. The sad fact is that nobody will know that you're being sarcastic there. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke to you about international students, and that's because we were getting lots and lots of messages from international students who were asking us for an update on what was happening. So today, given that there is a pretty substantial update, we thought we would let you know what the status is for international students trying to get back into the country. Yesterday, the New South Wales government announced that they were planning to bring back international students in a pilot program. Before I go any further, let's hear what the New South Wales Treasurer had to say about this yesterday. Today, New South Wales goes to the top of the class. This is a great win for the close to 100,000 men and women who rely on international students for their job. Uh, This is a plan uh, that is safe, secure and importantly has been signed off by New South Wales Health and New South Wales Police. Uh, It is nation leading and incredibly important for the New South Wales economy. So if we're going into the logistics of how this plan will work, the New South Wales government has put this to the federal government to review. So it hasn't been completely approved yet, which is an important note. But the plan is to bring 250 students per fortnight from the middle of this year back to New South Wales to study. And the idea is that they will do quarantine in purpose-built facilities, so they won't be going into hotel quarantine like all other travellers have to, but they'll be going straight into a facility that is student accommodation that means that they fulfil their requirements to do quarantine, but the quarantine will be paid for by the universities. 
So just to clarify there, they have to fulfill the same two-week timeline that normal travellers entering in hotel quarantine would have to? Yep, that's exactly what they have to do. This isn't some backdoor entrance to getting back into the country. They have to fulfill exactly the same requirements and I think that's probably why it's taken so long to get here because the government has had to work with the New South Wales Police to make sure that they have the resources and capacity to fully staff this quarantine facility. And I found it really interesting when we uploaded something on this yesterday that there wasn't an overly positive sentiment that came from our comment section. And a lot of the comments were about the fact that other Aussies weren't able to get back into the country, but now international students were seemingly getting priority access. And a good point to note here is the fact that international students are not taking the place of returning travellers. The caps that exist for returning travellers isn't going to change. So these 250 international students will be in addition to the existing caps on returning travellers. The plan is for the 250 to scale up to 500 per fortnight by the end of the year. But keep in mind, there's about 50,000 international students waiting to return to New South Wales. Well, of course, everyone's going to have different perspectives on this. I think for those international students who are listeners of The Daily Oz, this is likely to be really welcome news because based on what we have heard directly from those students, it's been an upward battle to try to get back into the country. This plan is now in the hands of the federal government and we'll be sure to bring you updates as it progresses. For this week, that's all we've got time for. We're an independent media company and we rely on you guys to help us grow and it would make a massive difference to the end of our week if you could tell a friend about this podcast. We are really enjoying producing it for you and would love to spread the word. If you have any questions over the weekend, make sure to hit us up on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 115,000 Australians get their news and we would love you to become part of our community.